With the creation of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governments Board, George Orwell's Ministry of Truth has officially arrived in America. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says it has no power. But since when does a division inside a law enforcement department have no power? I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. Joining me is Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. If the Ministry of Truth is listening in, and we hope you are, we have a message for you and all your employees. You can't handle the truth! Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host. Joining me today is Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church, Alec Rooney, who is the news editor of Christian Action Network, Michael Moyer, who is our producer, and in Columbus, Ohio, is attorney David Carroll, who is the chairman of Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this show. All right, today... Everybody's talking about a new federal office created by Homeland Security, and it's called the Disinformation Governance Board. And Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas put in charge of this department a woman by the name of Nina Yekowitz. And uh, we don't know a lot about her, right? I mean, she kind of came out of nowhere. We never saw her in anything or heard from her before until she got appointed to this board. So a lot of people have done some research on who this lady is and what her background might be. We do know that some time ago, she used to be a singer and a songwriter. And uh, we have a clip of one of, the, uh, one of the songs that she sang previously. And I'm gonna pull up uh, so you kind of know what you're going to hear. She says that she has a dream to be rich and famous and powerful and that she must step on all of her enemies to be able to achieve this dream. She doesn't want to work and she doesn't want to struggle to get where she's going. And she says, paying your dues, that's just for the other guys, not for her. She'd rather be discovered by sitting on her own ass than actually have to go out there and to achieve it on her own. And then she makes this Sounds crazy. Sounds like a true liberal. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Is that a direct quote from her? Uh, well, you'll that's, hear it in the song. Okay, her that's her direct quote song. is this. I'd rather be discovered while I'm sitting on my ass. Right, okay. So that's pretty, pretty direct. Yeah. Um, Sounds like she's arrived. Now... Because she wants to sit on her ass and get this, the only way she possibly thinks that can happen is that first she sits on Santa's lap and asks Santa to give it to her. So in the song, she'll say, Santa, if you're listening, please tell me what to do. Who do I F to be oh, yeah. famous and powerful? And she goes on to make the comment in her song, it's obvious that I have gotten nowhere being sweet. All right, so she gets nowhere being sweet. Obviously, she got nowhere from doing any work because she doesn't want to do that, right? She'd rather sit on her ass. And she'd rather, apparently, according to her, sleep her way to the top to achieve. Now, that kind of makes you think, right? I mean, she's now the head of the 
Disinformation Governments Board. Which is less than a week old. Did Santa give that yeah. to her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, she have to sleep her way to get to that? I don't know. Let's uh, play the song, Michael. Ask Santa. Ever since I was a baby, I have had one dream in mind. And each Christmas, I think maybe it will finally come true. It's a simple wish that everyone has had from time to time. So I know you'll understand me when I share my dream with you. I want to be rich, famous, and So she got nowhere being sweet, according to that song. Uh, but she is somewhere now. She's in charge of a federal office. We're not sure exactly what power that office has. I think that we're not Alex- sure she got there. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez needs to be very nervous right now. <laughs> and Marty, she wrote those profound lyrics herself. Yeah, she's a singer songwriter before she became in charge of disinformation. Wow. And uh, which, according to. Um, Alejandra Mayocorcus, that uh, she's incredibly uh, qualified for her job and that she is neutral. Neutral. She's neutral. She doesn't have much of a background that you can research. If you go to her Wikipedia profile, uh, most of it is, quite honestly, a criticism of her and, you know, all the accusations that have been made about her and uh, her disinformation that she's been putting out and little about her background, where she came from and uh, what degrees she may have, Wait, do we know if she how she to got school? to this position. Well, she, no. I, I know that she was a fellow at the Woodrow Wilson Institute. Um, so you can find that. Um, there were a couple other things. I think she had some sort of affiliation with uh, Hillary Clinton, maybe her administration. Uh, so there, there's some stuff out there. 
and she's not she's not neutral if you see well, who she's been involved with she's but how is she not qualified that's what i want to know i mean what are the qualifications to run a department of disinformation i mean you know she's clever what do you put in your resume for that cute clever and, and cute that's why i said aoc needs to watch out yeah because that's all she's got going for her and that's all you need to do to be high on the democratic artillery and she's hollywoodish right i mean uh she she's comes snarky from, clever yeah. and cute and female and we're just criticizing her because we want to sleep with her i want to know if uh what biden says about the smell of her hair <laughs> <laughs> he'll be checking on that it's soon. fruity <laughs> All right, well, here's some of the things that she has come out and said. She said that America is systematically racist. Uh, she says, I'll quote here, that this is regarding uh, the idea of social distancing. She says, our country might be too um, free-spirited to comply with social distancing recommendations unless they're forced upon us. So force away, lock us down. People are not taking this seriously. So, uh, you know, she's in favor of locking people down at the whim of government officials over their fear of, you know, well, just about anything right now, but in particular about this uh, COVID disease. Right. So if you disagree with her, she's not at all opposed to forcing you. No, I mean, that sounds like a real threat to me, right? It, I mean, it sounds like she will fit this job perfectly. Yeah, and look, here's what's really strange about all this. On April 21st, you had Barack Obama saying that social media censors do not go far enough as far as their censoring. And then six days later, this governance board pops up. This dif disinformation governance board pops up. So With an instant leader. How long does it usually take to vet somebody for a big job like that? Yeah, and... We know so little bit about this uh, position because we don't know how much staff she'll have. You know, uh, who's going to be monitoring what? We don't even know that, right? Or there's. Let me read to you what uh, the Homeland Secretary said the point of this job is. And I'll quote here. The fact is that disinformation that creates a threat to the security of the homeland is our responsibility to address and this department has been addressing it for years. So I'm a little confused about that statement because he says, and this department has been addressing it for years. I've never heard of this department. Have you? I mean, wasn't it just created like, you know, I think last he's week talking or a couple about, weeks ago? He's talking about Homeland Security. Yeah, that's, that's how I took it. All right. But, so, all right. So <clears throat> Homeland Security itself has already been addressing this threat for years. And so... Is he admitting then that it's been a failure? So they now have to set up a special governance board because they haven't been able to do it? I mean, because that's the only thing I can think of, right? I mean, why would you set up a whole federal office to do something if you were already doing it to start with, unless you're also admitting you have failed at that job? I think this, and now you have to reach out and start something new. This looks like an example of mission creep to me. Because I don't think Homeland Security has been doing that at all. They've just suddenly decided, oh, we're Homeland Security, and we can use this under the aegis of this relatively new department, which came along, what, back in 2003-ish or something. Um, we can set up a, a new bureaucracy that will basically take away free speech and monitor what everyone's saying and look for people who are thinking wrong 
and then label them as what was the, in the Tom Cruise movie, pre-criminals, pre-crime, people who are likely to commit crimes minority because they report. think, minority report, right, um, because they think wrong. Yeah, and and, and Myorcas even said that. The, the whole idea of this ministry of truth is frightening enough, but what's even scarier is putting people in charge of it that think that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, that think that the Russians put Donald Trump in office and other strange things that have been uh, completely uh, proven to be untrue. But I think that these people, like her, still believe it. And putting those people in charge is yeah, that, really scary. And I would love to know further that quote you just read, Marty, the context of it. Because when I think about this disinformation governance board, it appears that it's going to be in the context of social media, you know, technologically speaking on the Internet. And, you know, I don't. I don't know how much Homeland Security has been doing that, but they do want to shut down free speech on those platforms. And what I find mind-boggling about this is, is that look at the timing of this. Right after, the week after, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. we find out that he's purchasing Twitter. Right now, Homeland Security forms this disinformation governance board. Yeah, I think you'd have to be a complete idiot to believe uh, Homeland Security uh, statement that somehow this board was created to prevent disinformation from uh, foreign operatives, right? right? We all know why this board has been created. Obama said to do it, yep. and therefore it was done. And Obama said to do it after Musk started to buy Twitter. And I'm not sure if that quote came out after the, you know, the deal went through or not, but it's certainly Obama said that statement either right before you know, Twitter officially uh, agreed to transfer power of Twitter over to Musk or uh, right afterwards. So we know what this office has been set up to do and why it's there. Now, going back to what David had to say about uh, some of the weirdness of uh, Yekowitz's statements in 2016, she said a Donald Trump presidency would embolden ISIS when in fact ISIS collapsed under Right. Donald Trump. She sure called that one. Well, she's got really good judgment. <laughs> yeah. This, this one I really think is weird, and it's not really disinformation. It's just plain old weird. And for someone that would make a statement like this to be elevated into such a powerful position where that person can now think they can control the speech of others is mind-boggling. In 2005, she produced a video about killing Harry Potter so they can have sex as ghosts. Now well, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> it is, but here, here is her explanation of why that's a good thing, because ghosts can't catch an STD. This was Jankowitz. Yeah, this was Nina Weird Al Jankowitz. That's the one, <laughs> right? So I mean, this is I, this I just is have a hard time with. digesting this. This right? is who we're dealing with here. Yeah, because it's a freak show. Those are things you would, you know, back in the 80s, uh, you know, the Democrats would never put anybody in power who once made the statements that she had, that we know that she has made, right? That she's asking Santa who she can sleep with in order to gain power and that she would kill Harry Pow uh, Potter so she could have sex with them. How does a person like this nowadays get elevated to such a high 
and what I believe is going to be a very powerful position in Washington, D.C. Well, she told you, she told you how you get elevated in her song, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think I mean, we can she, all kind of assume what happened. She there. answered it for us. I mean, that's her words, not <laughs> Only ours. who exactly was it? But look, but look at, look at who they're hiring, right? They just hired a transgender for one of the, right. the top positions there. That's true. Rachel I, Levine? No, 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 there's, there's another, a, a younger, a younger guy. He's yeah. in charge of nuclear disposal. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, right. right, he's a... So I mean, another freak show. Yeah, the yeah. guy with the dogs, yeah. right? You right. know, he he does BS and M or whatever. Right, right. He dresses dresses up as a do- yeah. Uh, he dresses oh, people yeah. up as puppies or so. yeah, right. Oh. Yeah. Now he he's in a- charge of nuclear disposal. I mean, these these aren't like low level federal positions that these people <laughs> right. are being put at. These are people that have the potential of causing either you great harm, I mean right. physical harm. Or causing you harm for your right. rights that you have in this country. Marty, it's almost like they say, let's find the most unqualified person for these positions. I think I mean, that you're that's, right. That's what they're doing here. Right. And it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose. Or the of, most outlandish person. Of, of just co- showing their absolute contempt for everything that Americans have always held dear in their government. Well, they, it's all about it's all about what it looks like. So it's if we have a position that is open, we have to have a, a minority of some sort or a tranny of some sort or a gay person of some sort. It's got to fit one of those little uh, communities so they can pretend like they care about everybody. Right. That's when a great they, point, really, Michael. Yeah. If they cared about people, they would actually try to find somebody, anybody who actually could do the job regardless of their background. Right. And you, and you know what they do because they're so racist, right? They're not looking for the best candidate, right? They're, they're looking at it to empower those minority groups that they want to raise up. Right? Diversity so, groups. Yeah. So the more they raise them up, the more the Christian white conservative male is deflated in their eyes. Right. Absolutely. Hey, David. So, uh, representative, uh, or not representative, but uh, Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas came out and said that he was going to introduce legislation uh, to defund this dif- disinformation board. And he also declared it to be unconstitutional and un-American. Now, I understand the first part, but this part about declaring the disinformation board unconstitutional, I kind of weighed that in my head. I'm not an attorney, but I, you know, on its face, it certainly sounds unconstitutional. The government is setting up a board that's going to monitor the speech of other people. Um, now, the board has yet to go out and stop that speech, but do you think the uh, founding fathers, when they wrote the free speech clause in the First Amendment, would also would have just been naturally implied that it would be illegal for the government to also monitor free speech. I don't know. What do you think? I think it likely would, especially if it is going to be monitoring and doing anything affirmatively about the speech of American citizens or speech speech in America. If they're monitoring communications from uh, overseas, the Russians or something like that, that might be a more difficult question. And I, I haven't researched it. I hadn't had an opportunity to think about that one. But but I think it's unconstitutional to have a board that that monitors and corrects the speech of Americans that they want to consider 
disinformation. I mean, as far as I can tell, the biggest purveyor of disinformation in America right now is the Biden administration. Which is why they're the ones creating this thing. Someone raised an interesting point. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Because uh, uh, Homeland Secretary said that the board will not have any particular power at all. But someone observed that if this disinformation board starts gathering and collecting, monitoring what people are saying out there and keep a record of that, and an employer is allowed to tap in to that database to see what kind of crazy things this employee may have said in the past, then that employee could possibly not get hired. And that, you know, even if it's legal for this department to do that, that certainly is power. That's power. If the government is co- is collecting your data and putting it up there for others to be able to tap into, don't tell me that's not power. David? The legal constitutional principle has to do with does the government action have a chilling effect on First Amendment rights? And I think, Martin, you're exactly right that just having an entity out there, a board out there that is monitoring and to do who knows what with it, it's going to have a chilling effect on First Amendment rights. And I think right there, that's a big hook to get that found unconstitutional. Hey, Alec, you know, back in the day when the media was really the true media, instead of what they are now, because the media right now will look at this disinformation board and won't do their job of investigating what this board is all right. about. They're Not too like bu- they used to be. They're too busy wanting to be on the board. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. They, they, they want that honorary position, right? Because we used to have in this country, and we still do in this con- have in this country, we already have a disinformation board, and it's called free speech. It's everyone's freedom to speak. It's everyone's freedom to share their ideas, and in newspapers, in plays, in art, in uh, in the, in the academy, in everywhere, and now suddenly, we, they're they're just abdicating this this position, and and the Biden administration is telling us that we need somebody to tell us what disinformation is, and it's like no, the open arena of ideas is what determines what disinformation is, and now now we've got this wonderful wonderful thing, or we did for a short time called the internet where people really could and like us speaking here tonight you know this is an example we're a disinformation board they're all over the place it's crowdsourced through the inter- internet and that's how it needs to be and that's what free speech in our constitution is all about now but, i have a quick question maybe one or y'all can answer this now if they have this dif- disinformation board doesn't that give the government a a a a voice like um it gives the government an opinion amongst americans so they get to say what is correct and what is not isn't that always left up to the people outside of the government in america to decide yeah i mean uh, like the government can't have its own opinion it gets opinions from people well yeah i i think that the whole idea is, is that the government serves the public right and it does what the public wants. It's not there to educate the public on what it should be believing or, or and, define and the truth for the public. The, right. people are, the people are the source of power. And what I see this, even if they don't have direct power, you know, who knows? The disinformation board needs to go against that comment that you read from the secretary right there. Who knows what, what kind of truth is, is there? But 
regardless of what kind of power they have, they're going to have power ultimately at the end of the day with this thing. And what I see is that this is a setup for social scores that they're going to look to in, enact because like what, China. Yeah. Because what you said, Marty, eventually they're going to take all this information and disinformation. They're going to have it in the database. And then when we get gauged by our social score, then all the information is going to be there. So this is just a precursor for that from what I see. Yeah, well, they already got part of that uh, infrastructure set up with the uh, with the vaccine registration shots that well, you had to, you know, show before you walked into a building. So. Well, look at it this way, uh, David. Maybe you can opine on this. So this disinformation board starts calling through all of the social media and whatever else that they can get their hands on, telephone calls to find out what disinformation is there, and they start making records of this stuff. That can the federal government can now tap into that when they make hiring decisions to work for the government, right? I would think. And well, I suppose. Yeah, so now the federal government can make sure that the only people that they are hiring are like-minded to the Biden folks. Of course, they can do that now. They can do that now. I don't. They don't need a special board. I, I'm not saying it's right, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them doing that now. All the social media... All the social media out there makes us all subject to that, whoever we go work for. I see this as another fear-mongering Well, uh, hold on a second, because I, I want to get the legal thing correct here. If I apply for a job in the federal government, the federal government, which is not allowed to impact my free speech rights, can decide whether I can have a federal job based on what I might have said about something in the past? Well, under civil service, under the civil service system, they're not supposed to be doing that. They're supposed to be doing something uh, much more bland. Uh, you know, there's civil service tests and all that kind of stuff. But people are people, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if hiring people in the federal government do that no matter what sure but now you have a disinformation board that can gather this information well i don't think the disinformation board has any necessary connection to that hiring i think that already goes on i agree mm -hmm. i agree marty because look if they're going to gauge your social media platform anybody can go to your social media page right now and determine behind the scenes whether they want to hire you or not based on your political affiliation, your religion, if they like the color of your kid's hair, you know, whatever. They can do that right now. I mean, is it going to um, give them more information? Is it going to give them more to go at bat with? Sure. But right now, they have the means already. Sure, I understand private businesses being allowed to hire or not hire based on the, what you may have said or not said in the past. But... For the federal government, which is not allowed to restrict your free speech rights, to have a board set up that we all know is going to have the capability to centralize this information, unlike right now it's scattered through FBI files, Postal Service files, other uh, Pentagon files that, that we all know about. Now it's all going to be consolidated under one department, making it much easier for government officials to look and see what you may have said in the past and actually pull up what you've said in the past. I don't think the federal government has the authority to say we are only going to hire these type of like-minded people. I think that just goes against 
everything that's American and against the intention of our founding fathers when they wrote, you have a right to free speech for the government to say, you can't work for the government based on your free speech. I, I just found it absolutely crazy. Well, Marty, don't forget, you're, you're right that they shouldn't be, but I'm sure that they're doing it now based upon speech. We know that government discriminates against people based upon race. That is, it discriminates people who aren't minorities. It discriminates against them and in favor of minorities. Now, that, under a strict reading of the law, is illegal, but they do it, and they'll do it on the basis of speech if they have access to it. So I understand what you're saying, that if it's a, a concentrated, a centralized file, that's going to give government access for it, and that's certainly scary. The whole thing is scary. All right, I want to bring attention because not much has been written about this in the news media at all. But for people that are watching or listening to us today, there are two important bills that are going to be introduced, one in the House and one in the Senate, uh, that will defund this department and prevent another department of its similar nature from being constructed in the federal government. Uh, Senator... Tom Cotton has introduced a bill, and the bill number is S-4124, that's S-4124, which will defund this board. Um, also, on the House side, Lauren Bobert has drafted a bill that she plans on introducing. Uh, it does not have a bill number as at the time of our recording, but be on the lookout for that because those are two bills that I think we all need to get behind and make sure that progress is made in our House of Representatives and our U.S. Senate. David. I would like to see, I saw the Boebert bill, haven't seen Tom Cotton's bill, but I'd like to see something added to that. I want to see criminal penalties for anybody that tries to get around the defunding by giving it a different name, uh, Pretending that it's a it's a, a, a different committee or a different office doing something else, I don't trust those people in government to pay any attention to that. And so I really think that there needs to be criminal penalties for people that try to go around it. Yeah, and who would probably be perfect for that job is either a Twitter employee or a Google employee because they are great at trying to ferret out people whose accounts have been shut down and then try to set up a shadow account under a different name and then counseling them again. As everybody knows, uh, Mike Lindell uh, yeah. went back up on Twitter for four hours, four hours and before they shut him down because he was trying to create a shadow account, according to them, of, uh, of his Twitter that got banned already. And that's precisely what you're saying, David, is, is that we know that if this one gets shut down, they're going to come up with something else, call it a different name. But they are determined. I mean, the reason why they're determined is because Obama, I believe, is putting the pressure on the White House to do something about this. They know. They know that the voices of the people are going to cause them to lose November and lose in a big time. And they only have a few months left to cut these voices out. Alec. And I think you can't. You cannot overestimate uh, Elon Musk's spying of Twitter uh, in all of this because now we really see what Twitter was doing for the Biden-Obama machine. 
Twitter was doing this. It was the disinformation board. It was deciding what could be talked about and canceling anyone who talked about uncomfortable subjects. And now that Twitter has been placed in a very strange uh, position, we're not quite sure what's going to happen with it yet, but it definitely isn't their little toy anymore. All of a sudden, they come up with this new thing that's going to somehow maybe compensate for their loss, quote unquote, of Twitter. Yeah, let's speak about Twitter for just a second, because uh, when you listen to the, you know, the people on the left, they make it sound like Twitter is the biggest forum out there for deciding yeah. elections. And it's weird, but it kind of is. And I, I don't, is it or is it was it Facebook? I don't know. I I think Twitter is like I saw as as a former I guess former journalist. Um, there are so many stories that are written now that are just a lead, and then a bunch of quotes pulled off of Twitter, and then a closing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, all your quotes for all for your story are right there. You can you, it's like instant news story. You just go on Twitter and you just throw something together. Oh, and then so-and-so said, and then so-and-so replied, and then you pick out the best comments, and there's That's your true. news story. Right, and I doubt Trump would have gotten elected without his voice on Twitter if he wasn't allowed to say the things that it he was, was able to say. Yeah, it was yeah. huge. So, yeah. I mean, it is a huge, huge uh, device used to get elected. Yeah, but there's to get only your like message out. 3 million, is that what I heard? Or 30% of Americans use Twitter. Well, I think that's active, actively participate, but you also got the news that takes what's said on Twitter and that's push true. it out to people. Right. So it's not it's not just who's tweeting on Twitter; it's everything it's that comes. Who's from reading it. about what's being said on? Yeah, because I think yeah. uh, New York Times has been incessantly criticized as doing nothing more than writing Twitter stories. Mm-hmm. That their reporters find it easy. Just to yeah. go on Twitter, yeah. I was find a, a story there, and do exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, you can crank out a story really fast and not even leave your chair. It's yeah. kind of like uh, Jankowitz's song, right? I don't want to do anything, and I want to be rich, powerful, right, by sitting on my ASS. Yeah, right? That's yeah. the, the Twitter You don't even have to pick up nowadays. the telephone, yeah. Yeah, Alec, I would slightly amend your, your name for Jankowitz. I think it's Weird Nina Jankowitz. I think that works. <laughs> okay. Weird Nina. I want to make sure Nina. people know Whenever who I'm referring to. Whenever we talk about that, that board, it's got to be Weird Nina. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that one. It's easier for me to say. <laughs> well, look, I, I got a, a word for these bozos, okay? Can I give a, a word before we can. we, we end close word? here? <laughs> no, I'm not, gonna, not from Pastor Jason. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit cleaner than, than uh, Weird Al. Yeah. Um, but look, they can form whatever board they want. They can call it disinformation. They can call it misinformation. They can call, they can call themselves ministers of truth. But one day... All of these bozos are going to have to answer for every thought, every statement, every caption of of misinformation on the other side of things to the actual truth. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I don't, you know, to me, this is comical, this nonsense. And these these people can play games, but you don't play games when it comes to truth. And that's the most truthful thing I could tell anybody. And the left is going to think that that's hate speech. They're going to call me a bigot. They're going to call me a white supremacist, whatever. They can call me whatever. But that's the most loving thing that we can tell these people is to warn them of the coming wrath of God. We talked about, right, grapes of wrath. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a coming wrath. And they're, he's going to judge everybody by what they've said, what they've thought, who they've judged. And it's scary. I'm scared for these people. 
So the best advice I can tell this disinformation board is run away from it right now. Put it down because God's going to judge everything by his truth and repent right now and put your faith in, in Christ because the truth, the true truth, the only truth is coming soon. And that should frighten every single one of these bozos. Right. And the truth isn't something that they make up. The truth is something that exists. And that's right. the big difference between us and these kinds and these people is that we believe in truth as something that exists outside of us. And they think that truth is whatever they can get you to believe. That's why you, by definition, automatically, you just do not believe a word that comes out of their mouths. Well, I wonder... And that's beautifully said, Pastor. I was Thank going you. to uh, uh, kind of like talk to you a little bit more about journalism in the past and what they would have done. Mm -hmm. Because the story's been out there for a week now. Back in the day, journalists would know how much money is being spent in this disinformation board, how much salary this woman is making, how many staff members she's going to have, how many lawyers she's going to employ, how many offices she's going to ha have uh, to be, what kind of computer system. They would know all of this stuff. But I'm wondering, because this was set up under Homeland Security rather than outside of Homeland Security, all this information can now operate in the dark. Because if you start calling, they're going to say, hey, this is basically a law enforcement agency. We don't have to disclose it to you. Homeland Security, my understanding, it's a law enforcement agency. That's what it does. You're not going to go to your local sheriff's department and, and start, you know, nosing around what's on his computers, what calls he's making, you know, uh, what records he's keeping track of of the people he's looking at. Although and journalism I, has a surprising amount of power to do just that. Well, we do know that, but they're not doing it. It's my yeah. point. They're yeah. not doing it. And I think it's even more dangerous, this disinformation board being set up, is that it's being set up inside of a law enforcement agency that's going to be able to shield itself from public purview as to what it's actually doing. And I think that was intentional to put it in Homeland Security. And that's kind of like my final point of this, because I think that's the most alarming thing I think about this board. It's where it is being placed. Yeah, they say it has no power, and yet they put it in Homeland Security. <laughs> Under law enforcement. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, okay, whatever you say. You know what? <laughs> I, I wish Christians were as strategic as these people. Yeah. You know, I mean, not not in a, a demonic, evil, you know, wretched way, but they're so strategic, you know, but their father is the devil. Right. If they're not a, a child of God, they're a child of Satan. So they're going to be crafty like Satan. And yep. I mean, we got to give them credit. They are crafty. Yeah. And Satan's the craftiest guy out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I close out, I want to make sure. Nobody has anything that they want to add to this conversation? We got it all? All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and watching this episode of Shout Out Patriots. Remember, we don't run ads, right? You get all this programming for free. And maybe, you know, you're getting what you're paying for as well. We don't know. We're doing our best here. But what we would like you to do is not spend money, but to like us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Podbeam as well. Uh, we prefer Apple Podcasts because if you subscribe there, they're going to send you notifications when our next episode comes out. But if you go to our host, Podbeam, 
They won't send you notifications because we're assuming they don't like who we are. So they're not going to let you know when we come out with new episodes. And so, Marty, none of that is disinformation, right? Let's, right. let's confirm that for our, our listeners <laughs> <Right>. and watchers. <laughs> but I want to get this out about Podbeam because, you know, uh, it's we actually pay money to be on Podbeam. It's very difficult once you're on a podcast app to then just up and leave and go to another one. So we're kind of stuck there for a while and they're punishing us because of our free speech and what we have to say. And then making sure that people who follow us on Podbeam are not getting notified of our new episodes. But for some reason, Apple Podcasts is very willing to let you know when we have new episodes coming out. So what we'd like you to do is click that subscribe button and make sure that you know when we have our next episode coming out. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week.